Nick fans, he's our best draft pick since Patrick Ewing. What? favorite sports podcast shirts versus skins up to episode 51 now uh and in a summer of not a lot of movement in sports um transfers and and free agencies and trades are, are have been going crazy especially in the past week so we'll get into that for the nba and for some footy uh and we'll finish off with what's looking to be one of the most stacked ufc cards on paper ever like incredible card in UFC 276 and Ahmed will be debuting his new SVS betting segment um because as you guys know he has a gambling problem so we will we will see him his action unfortunately unfortunately we'll see him in action we'll see him in action live making money but let's get straight into it and Ahmed maybe you should start uh talking about and maybe maybe Tiku might chime in too um talk about the Knicks moves um Jalen Brunson is a hot topic but I think the Miami Heat fan in in this podcast gets a say in that too according to recent news maybe 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 we'll see but talk talk to us about it I think I think we should start off at draft night obviously draft night you know a lot of Knicks fans were some Knicks fans were, I mean, losing their minds. Um, I think for me, I wasn't, you know, going crazy, but I was very, it was like underwhelming, you know, like 11th pick. You just wasted, you know, I mean, like a terrible season coming off and we finally get like a okay pick 11. We can get someone there who, who can who can possibly help us. But the Knicks looked at the that pick and they said, okay, you know, there's really nobody here that we can take that's going to really like change things, right? And then if you have a chance to get out of Kemba Walker's contract, right, which is, you know, looking back now, two years, like $16 million, whatever it was, even even at that price, it was still like terrible deal. I mean, Kemba Walker is, you know, cooked product now at this point with those, with those needs and stuff like that. So, you know, um, I think they swap picks with Detroit, uh, Detroit obviously taking Jay and Ivy. Um, there was there were some rumors that maybe we can still be still be there for Jay and Ivy, but I mean Detroit, well, it, it is you know they were very very steady and they're not giving up Jay and Ivy. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like a lot of talk now about Jalen Brunson. You know, like that they made all these moves. Obviously, I think last night they traded away um, Alec Burks and Noel. Uh, that, that frees up about $19 million in cap space. So now they have a, a total of $33.5 million, which is more than enough to sign Jalen Brunson. Even, you know, they want to give him a super, super max, right? That's still more than enough. But before we even get to Jalen Brunson, I want to talk about the front office, right? Because a lot of Knicks fans are done. Done with Leon Rose. You know, I mean, we just saw today, we'll talk about it later, but the fucking DeJounte Murray. Goes to the uh, goes to the Hawks for Delino Gallinari and three first round picks. Um, that's that's a pretty good deal, but the Knicks could have definitely made a better offer without a doubt. So there's there has to be something else, right? And I think you know some credit for for Leon Rose and the Knicks. The fact that they got rid of these 
pretty bad contracts, right? That they signed them to, right? So, so they can't get too much praise, right? Because they're just fixing their own problem, right? But Alec Burks was was on about ten million dollars a year. Noel, pretty average, like maybe nine million, ten million there, and then Kemba Walker, eight million. They got rid of all that, right? And they still kept their main assets. They have five first round picks next year, right? And they still kept Obi Toppin, Emmanuel quickly, um, even Cam Reddish, right? Who a lot of Knicks fans don't even like, but they kept him because, you know, like he still has promise. They obviously kept RJ Barron and stuff like that. So the fact that they kept all these assets and our, our top young players, Grimes and stuff like that, that's, I mean, that's pretty, you know, good work right there from the front office. But now, now, and, and, it, and it starts, I think, I think in a couple hours, right? Because as soon as it hits 12, right? As soon as it hits 12 on like on that. Thursday, on Thursday, yeah. um, teams uh, can start making moves like that. But Jalen Brunson is 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 basically a Nick at this point. I mean, they're they're talking about him like like he's already here at the guard and shooting around with the Knicks. You know, um, they're ready to offer him a four year, one hundred and ten million dollar contract. Listen, obviously, is he worth four years, one hundred and ten million dollars? Based on what he's done so far, no, no, but no, but like, is do people not see what some of these players are getting, bro? I watched like Reggie Jackson a couple of years ago, Otto Porter, guy like guys get paid ridiculous amount of money, and Jalen Brunson deserves to get paid this summer. Maybe not one hundred ten million dollars, but deserves to get paid at least twenty million dollars a season for what he did. Right? I mean, a number two option to like this. Uh, still score as many points as you did and you're playing with Luca, the most ball dominant player in NBA right now. You know, and and I mean what he did in the playoffs, forty one points and a and a must win, right? I mean he's yeah. he's never mind what he did in college, he's he's a winner. I mean I mean these Villanova guys, I know all about them. They're winners, bro. Him, Mikel Bridges, guys like that. Winners, right? So you, you add him to the next uh Knicks, it's not, you know, a, a franchise changing move but it's definitely a great move but i it's think nick right fans for sure i think nick fans would you know you know seeing mary go to to the hawks and like that you expect brunson and then another move to really help this team get to the playoffs i think so i would love jalen brunson even if it's four years 110 million dollars sometimes you got to pay these dudes a little more to get them here even though it's kind of sad because we're in new york but it's 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 this is truth really. So I want Jalen Brunson, but I also want something more. So we'll see what happens. Um but yeah, you know, can't really say too much about it. It's it's almost a done deal at this point, so gonna have to accept it and move on. It's fair it's also fair to say, like, you bring up that does he really deserve it based off his performances over these past few years? Probably not. But is it worth the risk based off, like you said, that 41-point performance in the playoffs, his performance in the playoffs, being that solid, consistent second option? I think, yeah, for sure, especially, like you said, in today's market where dudes are getting paid for I mean, how much did Dennis Schroeder get offered by the Lakers that he turned down, and now it's like, wow. Like, 80, 80, 80 plus mil. 80 plus mil, like. Evan Fournier just got $78 million last year, bro. Evan exactly. Fournier <laughs> from the it's, Knicks, but whatever. It's it's a step in the right direction, and it's a risk that's worth taking, especially given really recent history. Um, not only that, but I saw someone say, you need, I forgot who it was, but 
if you want the Knicks to get to the 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 place where they can sign superstars, not Jalen Brunson. I'm talking like get like Dejounte Murray, Kevin Durant. Dejounte oh, Murray. Dejounte Murray. Wait, wait, wait. But but okay, Dejounte <laughs> Murray is an all star. I'm saying sign all stars off a of free agency. You got to have more pull, but you need consistent results too. And Jalen Brunson is that guy who can get you to those consistent results. Then once you get those consistent results, franchise changes completely. You start getting the free agents who want to come and play with Jalen Brunson and improved R.J. Barrett, uh, Julius Randle if he keeps playing the way he does sometimes. So I think it's it's not as much of a risky move as people Maybe you want to make it out to be. I haven't seen too much criticism on it, so. What are you um, crazy, bro? You've seen like, criticism. I haven't. I the don't Knicks know. are getting shitted on, really? bro. Like the Knicks are getting because, but honestly, bro, it's 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 Knicks for clicks again, obviously, because that's what they do. But bro, most of these teams, like, listen, I get it. One hundred ten million dollars is overvalued right now, without a doubt. Nobody's saying that Jalen Brunson is is this max player. You cannot find one Knicks fan. That thing is Jalen Brunson is gonna come in here and average twenty five points, and and ten assists and be and be a first team All NBA. No, Jalen Brunson is here to give us eighteen points, six assists, but do that four years. Yeah, and you can book it, and yeah. be there, and, and and a winner. You know, the word I hate most in sports culture it's a fake thing. All you gotta do is start winning. This dude, Jalen Brunson, all he does is win. College, he won NBA. And his and his first real year with a head coach that actually actually trusts him. He he was amazing. I mean, bro, like a six two guy doing what he was doing in a Western Conference Finals. If bro, if he was going to the uh, Clippers, if he was going to the Grizzlies, they'd be like, oh yeah, whatever. It's a great move, smart move. But but it, because it's the Knicks, oh, what are the Knicks doing signing the six two point guard to to hundred ten million dollars? Only only the Knicks will do that. All right, bro. All right. And if we don't sign him, they'll be no, like, oh, 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 what? Oh my God, the Knicks can't even sign Jalen Brunson. So what is it, bro? What is it? It's 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 just it's like setting up the Knicks for a failure. Tigo, yes. let those opinions well, fly. Well, I, I mean, I would say the Knicks have set themselves up for failure for the like the past twenty years. So it's not. It's not anything, but I, don't, um, <clears throat> I think I think that's false in, in the last couple of years, but whatever. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, listen, everybody knows me and my uh, my relationship with the Knicks. Um, you know, preference some yourself. A, 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 some might some might call me a hold Knicks on, hater. I, I really wouldn't call myself a Knicks hater. I think it, I'm a guy it. that brings the truth and brings reality to Knicks fans because oh, I've deal shit. I've dealt with you guys for for a very long time. And I will see. Have, have I lost yet about the Knicks? Haven't been wrong not once about the like, Knicks since we started this podcast. Not even what you, Like, what are you saying, though? I don't understand <laughs> what you're saying, bro. What do, what do you, you mean? What do you mean? Bro, nobody's, bro, nobody's saying the Knicks are going to win an NBA championship soon, right? We're saying okay, we're building. Okay. I don't, bro, it's okay, like... Okay, that's fine. If the Knicks, okay. if the Knicks build through the draft, oh, oh the Knicks uh, can't do anything right. If the Knicks try to go out and sign free agents, oh... Like, Knicks are always going to, you know, fucking miss out. Shut up and leave the Knicks alone, bro. This is, bro, hold up, hold up. Before you say anything, calling yourself not a Knicks hater, this is the guy after the Knicks won the first playoff game in six years, right? What did he do, Yoni? What did he do? Outside you of MSG. No, no, no. Listen. Hey, no, 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 no. No. Yo, this is such a false narrative. 
This is unbelievable. I'm about to it's cut on video. This is Hold not on. happening. Bro. Let me, let me it bring was, it down. Let me bring it, it down. It is on video, but it was just a coincidence that I was in this city at the time they won the first. I didn't even know. Oh, like I said, I didn't know. All I heard was noise. And then I'm like, damn, y'all, my fucking MSG and these noise, rowdy yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, you know, these, these Italians and these fucking he thought it was a weirdos concert. are just fucking doing backflips. Yeah, they were Dude. doing like fucking backflips on the on the in the middle of the road, bro. I was like I was about to blast into one, and I'm like, get the fuck off the road, you hooligans. Listen, but this is this is Knicks fan. That's that's the Knicks fan base. They're a bunch of fucking hooligans. Here's the context, right? He's he, he's he's probably watching at his house, probably around the third quarter. Right? He goes, <laughs> right? He's, he's he's probably like, all right, the Knicks are probably gonna win this, right? Gets bro gets out of his house, nighttime bro, gets inside of his car to go travel to the city, which is like a, like a thirty minute drive, right? At make like it 20 minutes, least but, twenty bro. minutes, right? With that with that Benz, you got yeah, you chilling, bro. We got it, bro. <laughs> with the Benz, with no traffic, twenty minutes, I'll give you it. And 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 knowing you, you probably speeding to get there, bro. Speeding for sure. This is bro. He this is what he does, bro. This is what he does. Okay, 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 whatever. I, I, I'm I, not gonna I, lie. That didn't happen. That's gonna be the funniest analysis Ahmed has ever done on this podcast. But the that's, that's the best analysis, analysis he's had, bro. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> he's never had accurate, though. It's, it's accurate. crazy. It's play by play. That, that, that was fucking insane. <laughs> but um, getting get into the to the offseason. Um, it's funny you brought up culture because I was gonna kind of bring it up, but then I realized it's not really the culture of the Knicks, more so their reputation, especially when it comes to like free agency especially with the fan base itself um i think i said it like like two years ago this is i think when this this upcoming season that just passed like i was saying how the knicks are like you know what they need to do is get away from that whole stigma that you know superstars are going to come to new york because it's not because a lot of superstars we've seen it with the kevin durant kyrie irving we'll talk about that a little bit later how how they did not trust the front office it doesn't take one or two seasons of good moves to fix your reputation around the league it's not going to happen so I mean, you Brooklyn have Nets to like that. build yourself but the okay that's why i was going to bring up the brooklyn nets I, I love to bring up the brooklyn nets before katie and kyrie because i felt like especially the way they were with the whole Boston and giving up all those first round picks the way they they built themselves up to get assets with young players and cap space that ultimately landed them Kyrie and KD. That's what the Knicks need to replicate. And I think what they've done for the past couple seasons, I think they are on their way to do that. Um, I think I think the young players that they have on the team aren't as good as Knicks fans think they are, but they're still good. And Jalen Brunson, I, I think Jalen Brunson's a good player. I think especially the way he's played in the playoffs. He's an all-star playoffs, caliber like, player. This is, and the Knicks haven't had an all star. And the Knicks haven't had an all star caliber point guard since Mark Jackson. Even Raymond Felton on his best was like, you know, okay, what are we doing here? I I, I wouldn't call him all star caliber. I think he's I think a he very is. very good player. Um, I I think he does have. I, I I would be worried about a couple things. I think like you said, he's he's very undersized. Oh, I think he's a high volume shooter. He's not really doing much. I mean, defense. I think. I think his defense gets really underrated. I think he, he works hard. He's not he's not like an automatic bucket. He he'll defend. But you know, I think it's a good move. Um, I just don't feel like it, it, it's the move for New York. But you know, Knicks have put themselves in a position where they can't that they, they can't pick who they want. 
You know what I mean? Oh, they're yeah, they're very desperate right now. They're, they're desperate. So for getting sure. a guy like Jalen Brunson for $110 million or whatever it is, I mean, it makes sense. I think the Knicks have to keep doing what they're doing, keep the young team, try and get as much assets as they can, especially with draft picks that that they done that they did against, like, in this draft that just previous. I think they should have kept that kid, uh, Duran. Duran, oh. like, listen – we didn't have a we didn't have an episode about the draft because God, bro, I had no idea about the draft. I'm mad you know a little bit, but this is not one of the best drafts. But that kid, that kid looked good. Uh, a lot of Young people Durant, say he's like a Bam Adebayo. That, that they they were calling him like uh like a like a Bam Adebayo comparison or something like that. So yeah, I, I looked Jared into Manitoba. him. He looked good. It's something like that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think they should have kept him, especially with you know Mitchell Robinson. Being, being, being the kid, uh, be might potentially leaving, so you know. Derek Simmons. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really gonna talk shit about the thing because I think the Knicks are doing what they have to do. Um, I think they're just, they're just in 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 a position of of shit. <laughs> I don't want to like I don't want to say shit like because they're good. I mean, they got a good solid team. I mean, if they play to the expectations that they should. They should be a, like a playoff team. They should be in the playoff, um, especially with Jalen Brunson coming in now. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they have to be competitive, get as much assets as they can, try and fix your reputation against around the league with with free agents and and these moves. And um, bro, we keep we keep know. saying uh, this and this uh, and that, bro. Bro, I felt like me and you had the same conversation probably like two three years ago, bro. Yeah. Listen. I can I can talk and 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 try to make the Knicks look like they actually know what they're doing and this and they could even know like like this last week right to get out of those contracts and to do it without losing all your assets it showed that this front office knows somewhat what they're doing it does somewhat however somewhat as long as you have that man owning your team I'm sorry bro. Like that's that's something that I always try to forget. That's... That I'm like, okay, you know, we're in the playoffs. Our first year, nobody expected us. We're only getting better. RJ is getting better every single year. Now we signed Jalen Brunson, stuff like this. If we even sign Jalen Brunson, the Knicks will always, always have a problem getting the big dogs yeah. as long as that bum is still running the team, bro. No, 100%, that's it. 100%. That's it. And and um, and like you know, listen. Like, people might look at this and look what the fuck I just said and be like, damn, bro, this guy's just fucking rambling. Because I'm, me, I'm not even a fan of the Knicks, and I'm trying to understand what the fuck they do. Because a lot of the shit really confuses me. Mo- like, prime example. Look I'm going to tell you right Rich. now. I'm going to tell you right now. 75% of the Knicks fan base have no idea what's <laughs> going on right now. Have no idea. Have no it, idea. It's, just, it, it, it's, it's it, like, I'm trying to wrap my my, my, my mind around, like, what why they do something like this, why they do this, why they do that. Like, bro, look at Cam Reddish, somebody that's a very talented player. I think he was worth the gamble when Atlanta was shopping him. You guys give up a first-round pick for him? No, no, I don't know about first-round And he pick. doesn't even play. Well, something like uh, it was like Kevin. It was like Kevin Knox and like a second-round pick or something like that. But in no way. Whatever, was- whatever. I, I, I thought they gave up a first-round pick. But um, thinking about it, like, though, you gave him and you go out to get a guy like him and he doesn't even play, what does that say about – the connection of the front office with the coach, bro. Like that, you're not getting was, somebody that, if the coach doesn't doesn't want it. That was the same, like, that was the problem all year, bro. He had Kemba Walker, he had Evan Fournier. You think these guys are tip players? 
No, bro. These are players that the front office looked at, right? And they're like, okay, we can make him work. Like, there's no way that Tibbs Fine. looks at Evan Fournier and be like, this is my two guard. No, like, he had, bro, he had Jimmy Butler. He had, he had got, like, completely different player than Evan Fournier. Even, even, like, what are we doing, bro? That's, uh, that, yeah, they, no, I, I agree with you, but, like, then that just goes to show that, you know, I feel like they kind of remind me of, like, the Giants with, like, Dave Gettleman, especially, like, the first year where they're really, like, stuck in the middle. They don't know what to do. Like, they get players that don't fit Tibbs, but then they then then they go out and say, "Nah, we're not gonna fire Tibbs and stuff like this." Like, bro, pick a side. Either you're it's gonna a, do something or not. It's just, a and disconnect. I feel like the Knicks aren't just. It, it's a dirty disconnect, and a lot of sports teams have it where uh, the front yeah. office thinks they know better than the head coach, but still want the head coach at the reins. It doesn't make sense. But, yeah, but honestly, enough uh, enough about the Knicks. Let's talk hold about up, going back to the Cam Reddish deal. Go, go, go ahead. Yeah, go. He ahead. was right though. There was. It was a first round going going to the Hawks, so so we sent a first round pick. We got back his second round pick in Solomon Hill and Solomon Hill and Cam Reddish, but maybe it ends up like working. But let's talk about well, they, they're shopping him now. My other team, the San Antonio Spurs, uh, probably uh, the hottest really news today. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it, but we have to talk about it. Uh, Dejounte Murray, he just posted on Instagram that he's gonna love us forever. So my heart. Uh, Dejounte oh, Murray gets traded. Cute to the Atlanta Hawks for Danilo Gallinari and three first-round picks, one via Charlotte uh, in 2023. They're protected, right? But they're protected? I heard it wasn't protected. Oh, no, uh, I heard I think, it was think, protected. Two, I, two protection. Two, yeah. No, two are unprotected, but I'm a, I don't know. I really hope it's not the Charlotte one that's protected. But we also got a 2025 uh, Atlanta Hawks and a 2027 Atlanta Hawks uh, pick. Um Man, I don't know. Three first-round picks is a lot, and I understand what the Spurs are trying to do. They want uh, whatever that guy's name is, Wemby. I don't know who he's supposed to be. I guess he's like the next Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Shaquille O'Neal mixed in one. Uh, First of all, I'll tell you right now, DeJounte Murray's a fucking monster. The Hawks, whether the fit is going to work with him and Trey Young, uh, considering... One needs the ball, although Dejounte, eh, they both need the ball. Simple. Yeah. At the end of the day, the Spurs are doing all of this, and they're gonna end up with like the eighth pick in the NBA draft next year, because that's just what happens with the Spurs. I'm telling you right now, if we get the first yeah. pick in next year's draft, I don't even know. Like, we'll set up whatever fucking deal you guys want. I can guarantee you the Spurs are probably not even going to get a top three pick. Minimum, we'll get four. And then are we going to trade up? I mean, if this guy, when when Benyama, is as good as people make him out to be, who the (laughs) fuck is going to accept the number four pick and and a 20th pick from Charlotte from the Spurs for this guy? Like, no one is. They're going to take the number one pick, draft him, and, and fucking keep him. So I said it earlier today. I think the Spurs are just as an organization, have just put themselves so many years back. Uh, and I think, sad to say, a big part of it is due to Greg Popovich. I think he's coming to the end of his career. He doesn't care as much. He's just chilling. Um, he's happy to see his prospects, both in the NBA Finals, battling it out. 
it's sad to say, but this is a Ferguson of uh, NBA basketball. He, he's going to leave the Spurs in horrible shape, and we're going to be fucked. I mean, listen, I don't know. We'll see. What do you guys think of the deal? I really, I, I, like, I, I don't even I think it's bad or good. I just think, like, I understand what the Spurs are trying to do. It makes sense. I understand why the Hawks would want DeJounte Murray. Defense to cover Trey Young. Deal makes sense. Deal adds up. But I don't think it'll work the way the Spurs wanted to. And I actually don't think it'll work the way the Hawks wanted to either. But we'll see. Well, I, I disagree with one of those statements. But going on about saying Greg Popovich is like Alex, Alex Ferguson, I would say this. It wasn't Alex Ferguson's fault that the team was set up as bad as it was when he retired. I would blame that a lot on the Glazers. I mean, he wanted a lot of guys that he never got. I mean, Wesley Snyder's still on his plane for his medical right now. So, I mean, there's so many players that that we that he wanted and he never got. The transfers that were being that were happening with him, like you, Greg Popovich, definitely has more impact on those than Fergie had at United at, to a point. Because obviously Alex Ferguson, you know, it's probably bigger impact than fucking the Glazers. But at the end of the day. Who's writing the money out? Uh, so I just want to get that out there. But um, the Deontay Murray trade is is absolutely fantastic. If if I'm a if I'm an Atlanta Hawks fan, I think it, I love the fit. I really love the fit. Deontay Murray, a kid that I really rooted for and I was very high on. As you guys know, I said it. Remember when I showed you my team that I drafted in fantasy? I'm like, bro, this kid's gonna be fucking good. He's gonna have a crazy year. I think he had a very underrated year last year. Yes. And a lot of people were surprised. I really wasn't. I remember telling people, I'm like, bro, you guys just weren't, you know, looking at Deontay Murray. And even before that, you could see this kid is due to be an all-star at least. What do you have? He had he an ACL injury season. the year before that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right. yeah. The year before yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah. Bro, yeah, I, so it kind of. Yeah. It, it's a buildup of constant disrespect for the Spurs. We're the most overlooked organization in the league, I think. Which, which has been, I mean, I don't know about most overlooked. Oh. Um, I, I mean, right. I would say, like, like we're no one there. cares about the Spurs. Yeah. The thing. Like, nobody really cares. Like, even when you guys were winning, like, people weren't really caring about you guys. Like, you're just not, like, 20 consecutive years in the playoffs. And Got black no and white jerseys. Yeah. But, no, nah, people always gave you guys your respect. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you guys were making it to the finals. You guys were still tough. But just, you're not marketable. Um, You don't play a style that, like, like you know, the Warriors to say. And um, but Deontay married Atlanta, I think it makes so much sense for them, and it's a reason why they gave up three first round picks. But you know, two first rounders, yo, that's a lot. But to me, to me, I, I really don't give a fuck. I I, I remember when when the Nets traded for Harden, I was saying that like though those picks you wish that that those picks to be the player, exactly. like Deontay Murray exactly. or James Harden, obviously you know. But the, so like who gives a there, fuck? Right. And um, for Atlanta, I feel like you said it. it you know, both of them need the ball a lot. Deontay and Trey Young, yeah, they do. But I feel like Trey Young needs some help in in that area. Um, I think he needs someone else that he can dump off the ball to try and create and do something else that could give him some relief. Because when you, you know look where he at needs the, the playoffs, relief the most, though. against Miami, you know where? where he needs the relief the most on the opposite end defensively, and Dejounte Murray's True. perfect for that. And DeJounte can do that. He can cover him because Trey Young, obviously, we know he's kind of a fucking liability on defense. And DeJounte can, can cover for him. And 
And it's also not just for that. It's also playmaking, handling. It gives Trey Young a break. And it gives somebody else, like with teams, have to put their eye on that. Because when I was looking at the playoffs against Miami, we didn't give a fuck about everybody else. You know? Game game five, if it was, or game four, I, I don't remember the one. I think we beat him in five. DeAndre Hunter, he went off. But we weren't thinking this guy, this kid's going to do this all series. DeAndre Murray can do that. You know? And also, I think something very underrated is now they, the Atlanta Hawks, if they're smart enough, they can play Trey Young off the ball more. Oh, yeah. When you look at the Warriors, you look at Steph Curry and how he plays, he's doing a lot of his damage without the ball. Yep. And his gravity is just creating space for everybody else. So bringing Deontay Murray that could play make and try and get Trey Young off the ball more, probably make give him just so, like a break. I think Trump needs a break a lot because so much on that team ha- comes from him. And Deontay Murray just get, gives that to them. And, uh, you know, he's a great, great player. I'm very high on him. I would have loved him on Miami, Ahmed. I know he, another <laughs> guy that I wish was on Miami. Miami but, United, bro. Yo, Ahmed, <laughs> you wish but, he was on the Knicks too, let's be honest. Of course. But I, and, I can and, see why the Knicks don't go for that. I mean, bro, dude, <laughs> three first-round picks is pretty tough, man. And uh, listen... If it was two first-rounders first or something like that, maybe I'll pull the trigger on that, but three first-rounders is kind of it's kind of crazy, man. He's, that's why, that's why I said. That's why the Knicks, a good player. the Knicks definitely looked at it like, like, I mean, they could definitely offer more, but they probably be like, all right, you know what? At but, this point, you know, let the Hawks give up all sense? their first picks. But what, what, what makes more sense? Signing Jalen Brunson, who obviously is not the same player like Deontay Merritt, you would say Deontay's probably better. We could have had both. More probably. Better on both He's courts. definitely better. What the fuck? But now, now I had this argument with a couple of friends of mine. I'm like, bro, relax, why would the Knicks bro. do that? I have no idea what's going on. Got and I was saying, like, why would the Knicks do that? Um, you know, getting getting a big contract, Jalen Brunson, how much is that? 25, 25 years, something 27, like that. 27, 27 and a half. And then you bring in De- Deontay, who's on a relatively very, 16, very cheap. 16 million. 60 million for this year and next year. Well, but then gonna... you have the son. That's 60 million there. You have Randall that you're still paying money. You have Evan Fournier that you're still paying money. You have now Brunson. RJ, RJ Barrett is, then you have, is RJ Barrett's due for million. He's And I had this argument. People were saying RJ Barrett's not going to get a big contract. I'm like, bro, are you crazy? <laughs> Look at the Knicks. Look what they have going for them. No, no, no. It's, if it's, they it's believe in that. RJ. It's not even that. If RJ, they believe in RJ, you give him that money. RJ Plain deserves the bag. You see, some people Every- might say he doesn't. I mean, I don't think he deserves 180. But you need to look at it from the Knicks' point of view. Exactly. They have to give him that. They he's, have to give him that. Listen, Nick fans, he's our best draft pick since Patrick Ewing. What? Put it in your fucking head, Porzingis? bro. Porzingis? 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 Bro, he's, he's passed Porzingis, Porzingis already. What is, I would say RJ Barrett's definitely done more for New York than... He's made the playoffs with us already. That's it. Already, already passed KP. Like, 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 what, what did KP really do? He had like David, one season towards David, David Lee was a, was an all-star player, but we, we were, you know, 30 games, like fucking below so, 500 every listen, single year. I, I, I don't, 180 million for RJ Barrett. It's kind of crazy for me because, you know, I'm not a huge RJ Barrett guy. I think he's a good player, but, um, yeah, I, I just, I just think for the Knicks and Deontay didn't make sense. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But what they were offering and what the think, direction the Knicks are going to, um, I think it was good for them to stay away from that. Uh, 
just uh, I mean, just talk about the Knicks and Mary real quick. That's a I mean, um, like a perfect perfect match right there. I mean, a defensive guard who can rebound, who can start the the break. Uh, I mean, just I mean, a guy that does like doesn't need to take fifteen shots a game and he's cool with it. Just a perfect player for us. But you know, three first round picks and another player. That's that's a little too much maybe for the Knicks' sake. Um, but getting to the Hawks' point, listen, um, I think best case scenario if 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 you had to kind of like compare it, I could kind of see like a Russell Westbrook and James Harden pairing in Houston, where I mean they're just offensively going to be unstoppable. Uh, the fast break with Murray and then uh, like Trey Young just dominating that pick and roll like James Harden did, that could be the best case scenario. But when I look at this Hawks. Team, they need a wing who can get who can score twenty points a game. That's why, in my opinion, if they were to listen, I mean Murray's a good player, and, and like any team would take him. But if you get OG Adenobi from the Raptors, right, who who gives you twenty points a game and and plays lockdown defense, that's a that's a the exact that's player, great, and and he would have cost one. probably cheaper, probably like two first round picks, and and Gallo. But I mean, they want to marry. So you, 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 you never know; they can still go for him. I mean, they, they still have Collins that is a exactly, asset. exactly. I mean, if they trade John Collins, that then then the move for Mary makes perfect sense. Cause now now you pair up, uh, like a solid ass fucking backcourt with a. I mean, that's a good defensive team overnight right there with with Mary and uh, Ojiano Nobi. We're still playing Capella in there and stuff like that. I mean, um, uh, who's that forward from uh? Fucking Virginia, DeAndre Hunter, right? Or or uh, yeah. DeAndre I'm Hunter, Hunter. I was about, I was about to bring him up. Like I feel like DeAndre Hunter, defense. the way he played against uh in the Miami series, I think he's somebody that's due for a big, big, big season this this coming up. He's somebody that you know, if I was Miami, I would love to go for someone like him to bring him out, <laughs> bring him out, bring him out. This is that's how I like gauge. Listen, that's how I gauge players now. If if I feel like they fit in Miami, I think they're a good player. So, Honestly, bro, that's the same thing with Bayern Munich, my, so uh, I can't really complain too so, much. And that's that's someone that, you know, DeAndre Hunter, I feel like, is due for a big season. He If he becomes the player that he – mind you, he was like a top five pick. I'm he pretty was, sure. Lottery, was, something like that. So the kid got potential, and I believe in him. The way he was playing against Miami, I'm like, bro, this guy was fucking unstoppable. So if he could become the player that he could be with Deontay and with Trey Young, I, I, li- I like what they're doing out there in, in Atlanta. Uh, I, I would not – pretty good but that OG sure. that's a good uh, fucking pair I never really like never really thought of that that would have made a lot of sense he's, they're also shopping him that's why because like, a lot of teams want to yeah, wanna yeah, yeah I've, I've seen that I know, um, I know. Collins and the Toronto would be kind of weird but well, I mean bro they got like Siakam playing the five so I mean they need like yeah. somewhat a bit yeah. of a big man I mean I would say I would say Collins makes sense more for that team than uh than a guy like Rudy Gobert or something like that yeah um so, some other moves. Uh, I do a lot of a lot of moves, but obviously, we, you know, we gotta talk about Kyrie Irving. Uh, that whole drama was going on with him and the Nets. Um, I mean, bro, you talk about like three years of of the worst case scenario for these Nets fans. I mean, no championships to show for. Have won one playoff series. Um, I mean, you know, especially for Kyrie to watch that Boston team that you were a part of go to the finals. Definitely was not a great feeling. And then if you're Kevin Durant to watch the Warriors team win the NBA Finals, 
I mean, bro, talk about getting shitted on without even playing. So, like, terrible summer for them. But Kyrie Irving, he opts in. I believe it's 36 Point seven million, around 37. Million, around 37 million, which is still undervalued because I think you know if you would opt it out, you wanted I think a five year deal with like annually for like forty million, forty three million. So he's still seven million dollars below, but he obviously doesn't care too much at that point. He opts in. I think here's what happened, in my opinion. Listen, I'm I like I have not had a conversation with anybody that works in the NBA. Those like so I've, I'm just saying this as a fan. I have no idea, but here's what I think happened. I think Kyrie Irving, right? He sat out this year and obviously it was vaccination and this and that, whatever. I don't want to talk about that because this whole year it was, it was just about Kyrie Irving this. I'm tired of that shit, but Kyrie Irving, right? He, he did all this expecting teams to not give a damn and to offer him any type of deal he wants, right? There were, there were a lot of reports I mean, Wolves, Windhorse, the top guys, Shams, teams, teams were not were not willing to give him, uh, like a, like yeah. even four year deal, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I think for him it was it was kind of like, you know, just getting humbled a little bit, you know. Uh, and then the, the only team that did want him now is the only team that can't afford him. I mean, yeah. like Lakers. A fucking wanting Kyrie Irving, like the Knicks wanting Kevin Durant. Like, of course we want him, but but we can't we can't do it. But I think for him going back to Brooklyn, like, and and opting in, that that doesn't mean that it's all good. That means that doesn't mean anything. That just means that Kyrie Irving got humbled, and now he has. Well, I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? He has no choice but to accept thirty-seven million dollars for one year, but he has to, right? Right, he he now has to play for thirty seven million dollars instead of forty three million dollars, and now he has to prove himself that he can play at least minimum. But I don't even want to hear fifty five games, sixty games. You gotta play seventy five games for me to to prove that you can be there, and you better not miss one playoff game unless you're hurt. Unless you're hurt, then it changes everything. But if you're not hurt, you gotta play seventy five regular season games at minimum. Play every single playoff game, right? And then you can get any deal you want. And and then Kyrie Irving can look back at this and laugh at all of us because he wins at the end. But right now, yeah. not, I mean, bro, he's he, it's very dangerous for Kyrie Irving because if he pulls anything like this again, teams teams have already showed him that they're not fucking around anymore, right? It doesn't matter how talented you are because in terms of talent, Kyrie Irving is as talented as anybody in, in NBA yeah. history, bro. Like jump shot, handles, finishing. Dude is sensational. It's it's honestly, even as a Knicks fan, I just want to watch this dude play basketball. I don't even care for you know for the Brooklyn Nets. I just want to watch this dude play the game of basketball because it's it's amazing to see. So for him now, you better ball out, right? And I want to I want to get to the Kevin Durant part, but first but first you guys can talk about Kyrie Irving because the Kevin Durant part for me is 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 what I want to get to. I got nothing um, to say about Kyrie listen. Irving, so. <laughs> I don't, I don't blame you. Uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm a big Kyrie fan. I'm a guy that defended him a lot. We're all Kyrie around, fans, bro. You know, 100%. As, as a player, I, I've always said it. I'm like, I feel like this guy's the closest player to Kobe Bryant in this league. Stop it. Stop uh, it. Stop it. See, that's, 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 like, that's just like, bro, we, 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 we were pretty good, and then you just got to say some disgusting shit, bro. 
the way he can score the Kobe ball, Bryant. I think he's a closer player to Kobe Bryant. That's fine. That's not point. That's not the point. Um, listen, I think that this whole situation in the beginning, I was like, bro, Kyrie's not leaving. I, 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 to me, I said it from the get. I'm like, this is such a Kyrie Irving thing to do, doing all this thing. Watch at the end, he's gonna stay. It's not over. You're right, but I feel like he's not gonna leave. I don't think he was gonna leave. I think the money with all the situation. I thought they were gonna resolve everything, and 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 he would probably resign with his deal and this that whatever. That didn't happen. The reports were coming out to saying that he's frustrated. This that I was I was seeing tweets. I was seeing him at the like the BET fucking awards and stuff like that. And then I'm starting to think I'm like, bro, is Kyrie actually gonna leave? This that. Then I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of getting in my in my in my bag. I'm like, yo, maybe Miami go for him. Miami Heat fan, by the way. Let's just say. This, I was like, bro, I'll fucking love Kyrie Irving. Are you crazy, bro? I'll take him. I don't give a fuck with the old situation. It's like you got to play like Kyrie Irving. I don't give a fuck. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm not in front office right now. But uh, guy like Kyrie. Now I was thinking, I bet if we're not gonna get Kyrie, Katie's gonna leave. Like Katie was never gonna stay. If Kyrie leaves, Katie's gone. It's like a fucking package deal with these guys. Now they're saying Miami. We should go for Katie in the stat, but. Realistically, in my head, I was like, I don't think none of these guys are going to go. I thought the whole Lakers shit was just media bullshit spinning, trying to, you know, make something up for these Lakers fans to get them hyped, get them active, get these fucking interactions on social media. Because that's that's what it is. This is what media is nowadays. ESPN Clicks. and all these bullshits are just clicks, fan, spinning bro. stories, uh, narratives. LeBron James and Kyrie reuniting. Let's just see what they're going to do. Even though the Lakers have Russell Westbrook, who nobody fucking wants, and this guy's gonna get fucking big ass contract. They have no draft picks to give up. They have no assets to give up, but they're gonna get Kyrie Irving, right? Whatever. Then it came out that he he, he takes stops in. He's dedicated to the Nets and this that. And I'm thinking like, why Kyrie? Why all this bullshit just to stay? It's so unnecessary. To me, I get it from both sides. I get it from the Brooklyn Nets side where reports came out. They offered him four-year max, right? What? But they they did. They did. They offered him a four-year this max. This summer? But the, yes, when they were negotiating. They offered him a four-year max, oh. but year three and four are determined by how many games he plays in year yeah, one. And yeah, two. yeah, yeah. And to me, when you're looking at it from a, a organizational standpoint, a business model, I think that makes sense. Because you've clearly seen throughout Hold these up. past years with his injuries and with his antics, like, yo, that is a Two sign things. of concern, right? Go ahead. Number one, if you're Kyrie Irving, you do not sign that contract at all. Terrible. I mean, that is not not disrespectful because, I mean, like, it's Kyrie Irving. This dude has missed a lot of games. Yep. But you do not send that con- like, fuck, sign that contract. And two, I don't think that players' fucking association is even, like... Like that contract yeah. will never be offered to Kyrie Irving, in my opinion. That's 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 hundred percent. That's some Stephen A. contract, bro. I get that. That's a fact. Now, now I'm gonna say this. That's what I'm saying about how there's two standpoints. I get it from two standpoints. Kyrie Irving, what he's done in this league, the player that he is. There's no way you fucking accept that. No way. You know way. To me personally, I would have never done that. But you need to understand. He's also like you brought up. I think he's part of like uh, the player player association, uh, player union like that. He's a top guy in that. I think he's the president or something like that. So Crazy. you know, it's not a good look <laughs> for him to get that. So you know, it, it's a definitely definitely a difficult situation between the Nets and Kyrie. And I, I don't think it's over with them. 
but hopefully, hopefully as a somewhat guy that, that roots for the Brooklyn Nets, I feel like the Nets are going to be so much better next season with Ben Simmons being healthy. If Kyrie oh, my God, game, And Kevin Durant and all, these, and all these guys. So I think hopefully he changes his mind. I want him to stay in Brooklyn. I think he's he's been the best thing. The way – he's just fucking amazing player, man. Even though I get the way the Celtics series went, it's just – we were, we were going to have a totally different discussion if, if Kyrie Irving was gone, right? But potentially we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll see. We'll see about these Nets and their, their time here. But go ahead. What were you, you going to say about like Kevin Durant? I'm interested. Kevin, Kevin Durant, bro. Right. Nobody is questioning how good Kevin Durant is. He's a great basketball player. Some he's, people he's, do. Bro, he's even... Listen, he has never led a team to a championship. That's facts. He's not He's not better than Larry Bird. He's more talented than Larry Bird. He's not better than Hakeem Olajuwon. He's more talented than Hakeem Olajuwon. He's not better than Tim Duncan. He's more talented than uh, fucking Tim Duncan. But these guys, are on, they have reached different levels. And Kevin Durant has yet to even... He has yet to get to that level, in my opinion. By by himself being the being the franchise guy, not Steph Curry's team, being the franchise guy, he's never done that. That's not even the point. That's not even the point. Kevin Durant, we're saying all this. If I ask you guys, who's the best player in basketball right now? I know T was gonna say Kevin Durant. Yoni, bro, like at most, it's gonna be three, four, right? Yeah, yeah. If, if not yeah. one, he he's definitely top three. One, two, three. And this dude is getting like ragdolled and and treated like an absolute bitch because that's what he is bro he's a bitch like he's like the definition of a pure like he's a i don't want to get too crazy but he's a bitch bro like the fact that you let Kyrie irving right the only reason why he went to the brooklyn nets is because Kyrie irving told him let's go to brooklyn nets that's number one fact sorry every like there's been too many top dogs like Woj and Windhorse that that have confirmed that he went to the Nets because Kyrie Irving said, "Yo, let's go do our own thing here in Brooklyn." That's cool, whatever. That's cool. He, bro, he left you alone, right, for a whole season. He got James Harden traded away. He's he's doing all this nonsense in the summer now, and you won't say a word. And I get it. That's your boy. You want to be loyal, but he's fucking with your career, bro. He's fucking with your your legacy here, bro. And you haven't said one word, not one word, bro. Bitch ass behavior, bro. He's getting like Kevin Durant is the best player on that team, but everybody in the league and everybody like 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 fans, everybody knows that's Kyrie Irving's team. Kevin Durant, bro. This wow. I'm say that. I'm capping right now, bro. That's bro. If you ask anybody right now, cap. If you ask anybody no, right now, I actually Kevin Durant is there. Kevin Durant is the best player on that team, no doubt about it. But that's Kyrie Irving's team. He runs the show. Whatever he says goes. 100%. That's his facts. 100%. That's facts, bro. I and, I feel like and Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant is in the background saying, "Yes, Daddy." That's it, bro. Shit. Sorry, bro. I feel like sorry, bro. This is and such I, bro, a dangerous it, it, uh, take. 
We post this bro, to Twitter. Uh, Kevin Durant will respond. So. Bro, like, bro, like, who? Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in my mom's basement, bro. I, I can't even tie his shoes. He's this and that. He's making way more money than all of us will ever do in our whole life. Blah blah blah. This, this, that, that. Number one, I'll still smack the dog shit out of him. I don't give it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't give yo, a damn. I don't know if you would say that. Yo, my he's friend. a pretty tall motherfucker. He's, he's tall. A, he's, and a, he's tall. He's tall, he's dude. Right? Tall he's dude. Tall, he's tall, bro. This looks guy's like an Israel uh, Adesanya. I don't know if you ever seen him in real life. Looks like Ace and Painful. Yeah, he's tall. He's tall as fuck, right? Yo, KD. KD. me. I get that. Yeah. KD, I've if you are, life, if you are watching this I've on Twitter, because I definitely want to post this, I can, we can set this up, KD. We, I promise bro, you, we can set no this up. No disrespect, I'm just stating facts, bro. Yeah, is there any? Brooklyn, is there bro. any? Is there I've any? I've been outside Brooklyn. the fucking first play, all, the first practice, all, bro. First of all, I've been in Brooklyn. He just got here, bro. I don't give a damn who this oh, dude is, bro. Shit, oh, little ad. Oh yeah, man. Bro, bro, Kevin Durant, bro, Kevin Durant, bro. I, bro, because of me right now, Spencer Dinwiddie is is is. On, on horses in Dallas right now, bro. Right? That's because of me, bro. This is true. Kevin kick Durant, bro. I'll send you to China, bro. No, 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 but for real, for real, but for real. Wait, wait, can I say no. something real quick, though? I, I just want to say, and Tico, we argued about this, actually. Argued. We spoke about it. Uh, I do think KD is being a little way too, like, what's the fucking word for it? He's being Fish? a little too... <laughs> Bitch, he's bro. a bitch, bro. The, the non-professional uh, word. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Bro. He's sitting back. He's sitting back, and I'm telling you, the whole Harden, the whole K- Kyrie scenario. I'm not saying he should have like force vaccinated Kyrie. We're not gonna talk about that. But, but there have been instances where Kyrie, besides the vaccination fucking stances, he Kevin Durant should have taken Kyrie. Should have taken James Harden. James Harden, another one. Uh, taking it's them and being like, bro, we need to win a championship. If we don't, your legacy, your legacy, my legacy, it is tarnished forever. Especially his, though, because Especially he's KD. the best player. Exactly. That's I'm, I'm trying that's, to look out for Kevin Durant, bro. That, no, well, that's 100% what's, facts. Ahmed's spitting what, facts what right now. Is, he is, is the is, best what, player. What no, no, no. He is the best player on Still one of the best teams. Of, all time. of course. Oh Congratulations. God, Bro, he's better than 99.99999% of people to ever touch a basketball in their hands bro, or to what ever, do I say about ever Kevin Durant? touch it. But he is the best player on one of the best assembled teams ever. And he's failing to win a chip. Bro, they That's, such like a bad together, look. That's such a bad look, bro. That's such a bad no, look. No, no, no. And and he's supposed to be a leader. He's the more experienced guy. He's the vet. He's the He's the older and- brother, bro. You gotta do and something. All, you gotta you gotta pull these and guys looks, together and say, "Wake up." Bro, and it looks even worse because the Warriors just won a championship, bro. And you, uh, because because you couldn't just accept that Draymond Green acts like a like a type of way, right? Because Draymond needs to act like that, like like so crazy. You you couldn't accept that and just continue to win championships, even though those championships it doesn't matter, bro. See, if you get five bro, or six, see, but, but I'm saying if you get five and six. It's better than not winning one at all in Brooklyn and, and, and being a total clown show and a meltdown. Nah. Uh, listen, no. I, I would agree. Uh, hold up, hold up. I, I would agree on you that at this moment in time, the way everything is going, it's been an utter disaster, bro. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Um, do I think it's entirely Kevin Durant's fault? I'll say no. this. What I, is Kevin don't, Durant I don't think. Okay, hold up. 
I, I, I can't say anything because I'm not in the locker room. I'm not in the discussion. I don't know what discussions Kevin Durant has had with saying. Kyrie or James Harden, everything. I can't. So it's hard for me to say. I don't think KD has done nothing. He could have easily avoided everything. He knew what he was signing up with to get him with Kyrie. The way he is, the personality that he is. And he and he was like, damn, I think this is right. I, he deserves some blame for that. You could have easily went to... They were talking about him going to the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard was recruiting him. Could have, he could have went to so many other teams. The Warriors think, bro, you got, he was never going to stay with the Warriors. I thought he was at that time. But when you look at it and the way this guy wants to be and wants to be viewed at, at the end of the day, he wants to be viewed as trying to get that championship as him being that guy. He thought he had a good chance at Brooklyn. I think also business-wise, he had a lot of shit going on in New York. He was going to go to New York regardless. I, I think, obviously, Kyrie said, "Go, let's go to Brooklyn. I think he was always going to be in Brooklyn. I think he has so <laughs> much. Yeah, 100%. I, I thought he was always going to be in Brooklyn because the New York Knicks is like, dog. K- KD made it known. He was never going to the Knicks. Yeah, so it's yeah. not just entirely Kyrie. Even even more there. even more bitch behavior, bro. You have another bro. You you let another man tell you what to do and and you do it, bro. Bro, don't even get me so, started, bro. Don't even sorry, started. So right, but if you're KD, you're not gonna go. You're not gonna go to the Nets because Kyrie Irving's on you too. What the fuck? You're not you're not, you're not going to the Nets or Knicks. Well, no, 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 I'm saying no, in my opinion, saying, I thought I thought like he he really thought about going to the Knicks, right? I mean. His agent yeah. is 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 a big ass Knicks fan and and, 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 and like branding, bro. Like yeah. to be the top okay. dog in New York and to actually play for like, New York's team, that's completely different to play for Brooklyn. Like I said, like I said, I always thought it was gonna be something in New York because with the thirty five venture stuff, he has a lot of business in New York, so it was gonna be a New York team, right? Obviously, the Knicks. I don't, I don't think, I don't think either one of them, Kyrie, mostly Kyrie, probably didn't want to go to the Knicks. Especially when you look at his whole thing with the media and stuff like that, they didn't want it. They didn't want that, right? And also the Knicks' repetition as a bad front office, they didn't want that either. So Brooklyn was always going to be the answer. Now, Kevin Durant, to me, regardless of what the fuck anybody says, all this shit, blah blah blah, him with the Warriors, this that, he has a championship. He was the best player on that team without a championship. And at the end of the day, even Draymond Green said it. It's a hypothetical. They don't win those championships without Kevin Durant. We cannot fucking deny that. He had 35 against LeBron James in the NBA Finals. That's cool. Even with Kyrie and Kevin Love. great. It's phenomenal. So let's not disrespect him as a player. No, no, a top no, 15 no, player nah, of all time. Nobody, and no, that's bro, good. nobody's and question. we know his talent, and talent-wise, he's one of the best players of all time. So regardless of what the fuck we talk about, all this other bullshit about him being a leader and this, that, he still got a championship. He still got MVP. He still got his money. Now... What are we doing here, bro? This is bro, all bullshit. Bro, this is all bro, extra if, bullshit. Bro, bro, we know bro, him as a player. Listen, like, who gives listen, a fuck? Listen, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant could have, bro, I don't in know why 20 years. about bro. this other bullshit, man. Oh, uh, bro, don't, don't. It's like, about him being a leader. What? So what? Bro, Kevin so Durant in 2019. He doesn't care. It Hold matters. Up, let me go. It matters. How do you know he doesn't care? How do you know he doesn't care? I bro, think he cares. But like he's the most said, insecure basketball player who ever oh, lived. Oh, yeah, by far. Without a doubt. This dude replies and, and to cool. random that's, dudes bro, on Twitter. Bro, Mad. that's cool. That's that's okay. That's Maybe. nothing. Why? Like, Maybe bro, nobody, I'm telling you right now. That's not cool. I'm telling you right now. 
We could literally just be fishing for content right now, and fucking KD will respond to us on Twitter. I'll give you a 50% chance that happens. Because he just hates. He's insecure, bro. He is. He responds to but, fucking randoms but, but, on Twitter. Listen, He's so much better there's than no like problem everyone, that. There's ever. no problem with that. There's no problem with that. bro. I have no problem with that. Okay. What's going on over there, bro? Somebody getting shot over there, bro? Right, I think so. Um, but yeah. Uh, bro, it could have been at 2013. I already knew Kevin Durant was was a gifted scorer, has a chance to be one of the most talented players of all time. This is 2013. You're telling me things I knew a long time ago. We know Kevin Durant, just like all these dudes are like are like master of fucking like sport combo, uh, all that shit. Kevin Durant is a master of basketball. He has mastered the game of basketball. Watching him play, what do I always say, bro? You got P.J. Tucker guarding him and stuff like this. The only reason why Kevin Durant misses is because he missed. Defense has nothing has nothing to do with that. He has mastered the game of basketball. That is the ultimate. That's the best thing I can say about you in terms of basketball. Nobody's questioning that. But you, you're going to sit there and tell me it doesn't matter how you win it. And and being being the top dog, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, a, a player with his talent, and we're talking about him not still like 12 years in has not been the top dog. I'm sorry, bro. Like all this bus driving and stuff like that. Listen, uh, it's very annoying. I, like, bro, if I'm Kevin Durant, bro, shut up. Like, I get it. I get it. But the reason why he went to Brooklyn is because he, he heard all this and he knew and he knows in his head. It's true. He knows. That's why. He's doing his best to just stay calm and keep it together because he knows if it, if him and Kyrie are on the same team together, even though that he's getting ragdolled and 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 a straight up pushover, right? And Kyrie Irving tells him what to do and everything. That's cool because if I win a championship, everybody will shut up. But bro, it's like at a certain point, bro, you gotta man up. You gotta be like this dude, bro. That's why I always say, don't compare none of these dudes to LeBron James, bro. None of these dudes, oh, yeah. because they, they cannot they cannot even walk like a a block down in their shoes. Never mind a fucking mile, yeah. bro. In ter- in terms of like overall pressure they've had on their career, like LeBron James from the day he came into the league, from high school with this to going to Miami, then going back to Cleveland, coming back three one and all this stuff. And LeBron, that, that that's what makes that's but that's the that's when I try to tell people like. When I say Kevin Durant's the best player in the league, yeah, he's the best player in the league, but LeBron James uh, is like fucking 37 years old, 36, 35 years old, dude. Like, what are we doing here? He's not the best player in the league anymore. I'm sorry. He's not. Listen. Kevin Durant is. But before before we switch real ahead, quick, I'm ahead. just going to say, listen, the whole thing in Brooklyn, I always said it. I don't give a fuck about anything else as long as they win on the basketball court. And unfortunately, they haven't. So... It's it, at some point you gotta you, you gotta criticize them, and um, I think they got enough criticism. I think next season's a big big year for them, and I think the Brooklyn Nets will be back. I think they will be at least in contention for the NBA championship. All right, Ben Simmons. Let's back. let's move on to footy, some football, some soccer. Uh, which, by the way, in case you guys don't know, we put up our end of season awards. Nations League is over. Sure. Summer break has yeah. officially started. Make sure you guys vote. We already got a bunch of responses. Um, yep. so, someone yo, put yo, Mark yo, Anderson yo, Stegen yo. as uh, goalkeeper of the season. I don't know who did that. Uh, I don't know who did that. Yeah, but... did that. Yo, bro, Kurt, these Curtis Jones, these dudes, bro, these 
<laughs> these NBA, I mean, I mean, these soccer dudes, bro. These dudes finish. I mean, especially if you're a Real Madrid player and stuff like that, you finish the a Champions League final and you got to go straight to a Nations League, and then on like July 12, right? They're back in the states for like the Audi Cup. These dudes, bro, like we've had this, we've crazy. had this discussion about how like. And they got a World Cup. And they got a World Cup. Killing these soccer players. In November, bro. It's about to be the worst World Cup ever, in my opinion, bro. It's it's a disaster. disaster. We've had this discussion before. uh, Um, Let's get to it. Did you vote vote in this this forum? I I, I have not voted yet, no. I was about to say, because someone wrote in Kimmich. So, So, I mean, bro, they know. I wonder who that is. I really wonder. It wasn't me, I swear to God. Med's undercover. By the way, we're not allowed to vote in this. So. Uh, but yeah, hold on. I mean, I mean, for you guys today, big news. Um, it wasn't even Fab because I don't really. I mean, Fab is a tap-in merchant. You guys know that. Respect that. Florian it was Fettenberg. Fab, fab said no, it for no. him, but okay. Okay, but, but Fab is just saying what we all know. <laughs> Let me get the exact quote, actually. Tell us. Uh, Tell us. Here we go. Here we go. Frankie De Jong. Baby. Update on, on De Jong. Ten Hag wanted him. He will get him. The deal is in the final stages. De Jong is on versus joining Manchester United. Been told that De Jong could be presented at the weekend. But it's not 100% safe now because there are plans to present him in the stadium. So it looks like De Jong will be coming to Manchester United. Um, Listen, before we even get to the deal, I think there's no doubt that De Jong, that De Jong wants to stay at Barcelona for my... Like, like, I mean, for him, like being coached by Xavi at Barcelona, this is a dream come true for him. And now he's he's being forced to leave because because of what they've done. It's, I mean, talk about Barcelona still, still being in an absolute shit slump, bro. They have no idea what they're doing. And all this money is coming right back to us. So it's, it's kind of hilarious. But um, we'll get to that. But I think De Jong from Manchester United, if, he, if you were going to tell a fan of Manchester United, that you will sign Frankie De Jong under 100 million this summer. You will be doing backflips, bro. And this is a whole point that I want to break up, right? The transfer market is broken, bro. Makes no sense. Dudes are going for $40 million more. Some dudes are going for like $40 million less. Makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, I mean, De Jong, hell of a player. Could play as a 6, an 8, even a 10. For $65 million, I mean, Manchester United, bro, this is this is good business. About about damn time, bro. Good business. Player we needed. Player that makes sense. For a, and he's a player, a, well, a player and he, the manager wants. A bright future. There is nothing wrong with this transfer by any means. We got a good player. Uh, 85 mil, honestly, is pretty pretty cheap in today's market for a player like Dale. It's, it's, 60, it's 65 straight 65 up. 65 guaranteed. Then, and, and exactly. And exactly. 20 million. We're paying, we're paying just as much as City paid for Holland. Obviously, City got the better deal. Don't get me wrong. But good well, City just paid 40 million for Calvin Phillips. Exactly. My guy. So, whatever. <laughs> I, I really don't have more to say than it's about time. And I've been telling everyone, Ten Hag, outside of De Jong, who's an obvious replacement for uh, Pogba, uh, outside of De Jong, Ten Hag wanted to assess the team. He wanted to see what he had first, maybe day one, day two. I don't know. Maybe he's that good of a mastermind that he figured it out already. Uh, and then we're going to start making signings. So I think be patient. Uh, Man United will make those signings. We're signing the left back. Tiku, you can get into that. I forgot his name already. Uh, 
Malaysia or whatever. Uh, hopefully, and and listen, supposedly we got no movements on the defensive mid. Uh, we know Ten Hag's history of putting center backs to play defensive mid. We got Lindelof, who I think is more than capable of filling in that position. We got CDM. Once they played it once. Bro, Lissandro Martinez, who we're signing as a center, who we might sign as a center back, might. we probably, probably will, uh, can play, can play de- yeah. pl- defensive mid. So I think, I think, for the first time in a very long time, this will be a successful transfer window for us by means of the manager getting who they want, the team improving, and spending the right amount and not getting fucked. Uh, economically yeah. like we always do being made to overpay so I can't wait I can't wait and I, I listen I'm not going to sit here and tell you Man United is going to win the Champions League and Premier League like I do every year we're only going to win the Premier League we're only going to win the <laughs> which, Premier League which this you year. probably yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was going to say well you will in like fucking like a month yeah so. nah but good I like it I like where we're going so far so um uh, I'm not I'm not going to go into into it much um i think if you guys watch the video or you seen the podcast episode i thought the young was our number one signing and to be to fit finally i thought it was always going to happen there was kind of kind of some like you know hiccups here like bumps in the road there obviously you know negotiations especially in the situation that barcelona are and uh we didn't want to get absolute fucked by them and rightfully so i mean if you look at their economic situation we shouldn't um, but getting a player like him for the money, 65 million or 20 million. But now they're trying to say maybe 70 million and then 50 million in bonuses, stuff like that. The little minor things they're going to work on. But at the end of the day, it seems like this deal is going to go through. And I feel like it makes so much sense for us to get him. Perfect player, perfect thing. I think it's a beautiful transfer that we did it. I know it took a while. I know a couple of United fans were kind of worried about everybody else making signings and this, that. And I told them, especially Tony Mark, our MMA correspondent. I'm like, yo, dude, once this one goes through, everything else will come. You yeah. see Malaysia, that we hijacked the deal. He was going to go to Lyon. He, they were linked to him a lot coming in, hijacking that deal, getting a player like him. I think he's a very underrated player. I think watch out for him potentially. Would not be surprised if he becomes the left back. Maybe not this starting left back this year, maybe next year. Good fucking player. Keep an eye on him. Lissandro Martinez, somebody we're trying to hijack the deal. From Arsenal, it seems like Arsenal not getting this shit together because looks like Rafinha might be going to Chelsea, might be going to Barcelona. He was looking at Lissandro Martinez. They're kind of bargaining with, with Ajax about him. It looks like we're coming in and trying to swoop that deal. That kid, great, versatile, can play center back, can play DM. I think DM makes more sense. I think that fit between him and uh, De Jong is, is, is a good in that pivot, especially the way that what's-his-name wants to play. De Jong, then Ten Hag wants to play. So... Everything outside of that, I think we'll we'll come because of sales. You know, we still got Martial. We still got a lot of players that potentially could be gone this summer. And um, you know, I feel like 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 you only said this is the first time in a while that I'm comfortable and not stressed now by United transfers. I think we're doing what we want, what we have to do, and we're changing the overall way we do transfers with the new uh, director of football with Tom Common. I think, like I said, the ten heart. Ten Hag era has begun at United, and it's exciting. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy as a United. Um, other big news. I'll say this. Uh, supposedly, because you brought up Rafinha, Chelsea hijacked the deal. Now Barcelona is hijacking the deal, which is pretty crazy. Which, which Barcelona? I mean, listen. What, what, 
what kind of where the fuck does Barcelona? They can't even get uh, Lewandowski deal done. It's been like fucking five Bro, years. They still have that, man, not they, registered they Kessie. They still have not registered like, Kessie. Like, who was like, a free wh- transfer. Wh- 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 where are they gonna come in like hijack deals? Like, bro, get it's your fucking yo. Barcelona is what a fucking joke. Barcelona Levin fans Do- are coming out. Levin Levin is gonna win a Ballon d'Or there though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, make no he sense, definitely bro. has a better chance. He yeah, does. make no does. sense. Bro. As as crazy as it sounds, it's just you know it is what it is. But uh, but uh, maybe especially. but maybe with the De Jong money coming in, I guess their their transfer activity might bring it here, baby. Start, bring it here, baby. Going. Sixty million for Lewandowski. What I tell you? What did I tell you, Yoni? I didn't agree be, with that. I'm just saying you'll get fifty if you're lucky. You should sell him though for like fifty. Fifty plus add-ons, baby. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. Um, any any other teams you want to focus on, Ahmed? Before we get into uh, UFC, I'm so excited. Not much. Nothing crazy going on. Um, yes, yeah, I mean, I was gonna talk about Dorman, but we'll leave him alone for now. We'll pull up the UFC. Uh, UFC out. Oh. UFC 276, ladies and gentlemen. Where is this happening Ooh, again? Baby. This is in T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, the Ninth Island, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Here we go, folks. Yeah? What are you watching? Oh, you're talking about the fight? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that card. The card is fucking amazing. Not watching it. It's it's pretty uh, spectacular card. Unless you want to watch me and Yoni fight in the hallway. (laughs) Bro, Uh, the early prelims of this card are just good enough, you know? Let alone yeah. the prelims, let alone the main card. I mean, oh, just yeah. these two title oh, fights my. alone. Just these two title fights alone. I, 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 I would yeah, fucking. I am. Consider buying the pay per view just for these two, <laughs> two title yeah. fights. Yeah. Wink, wink. Dana, we're <laughs> going to buy it. I love buying pay per views. Especially. Yeah, like we're watching his house. Ones like this. <laughs> it's, like, it's like my favorite <laughs> thing. <to laughs> we're do. watching his house, Ahmed says. That's hilarious. But Ahmed, get us into it. I mean, you talked about it. Let's start with the early prelims. Um, Jessica Rose Clark, everybody talks about her being like that. Uh, what's that character from that movie? Uh, like uh, Harley Quinn. Play- Harley Quinn, right? Uh, I guess, we whatever. Say, let's let's, let's okay. move on. <laughs> Yo, what were you going to say? I think he was going to say, I don't know. It sounded like some crazy thing. No, no. Uh, I was just saying that's like that's the only reason why I know her. Interesting, um, interesting. But Jessica I versus Macy Barber, that's great. Whatever, cool. Let's get to Uriah Hall versus Andre's. Uh, Yo, Andre M- the first time, the first time I do not mind Ahmed going in depth in the prelims and the early prelims, and he's just like, yeah, 100%. fuck this card. Fuck, fuck about this Macy Barber right, right. Jessica I, bro. Jessica I, okay, in okay, my opinion, okay. it's fine. Okay, but let's get to the Hall versus um, Andre Munez fight. Uh, Andre, I mean, Andre Munez, obviously, this, you know, BJJ guy's breaking guy's arm, subbing guy, I mean, put Eric Anders out with the same move on uh, Jacare Souza. Uh, Uriah Hall, um, I'd have to get the stats, but I, I can't remember Uriah Hall being ever subbed. So if if, if he were to get it, I don't, I don't know if Yoni can, uh, we can find that for me, Yoni. I got if your right hole has ever been subbed, but I, I can't remember it. Um, so, so this is a classic striker versus grappler fight. We'll see what happens. But again, 
I mean, to have these guys in the early prelims, it speaks to this card. Let's get to the prelim card, though. Let's get, uh, starts off with Brad Tavares versus Driscus Duplessis. He has never I mean, been submitted, by the way. Never been subbed, so in the I UFC. think. UFC. In the UFC. Um, so I think that's why they probably put that fight on. Um, but yeah, let's get to the, uh, Brad Tavares versus, uh, Duplessis. Obviously, Duplessis, I think, uh, a fighter from South Africa. I had some some big fights, some fun fights so far in the UFC. Brad Tavares looked good in his last fight. Finally, you know, looked uh, you know, wasn't getting knocked out, sparked unconscious. So we'll see what happens there. Ian Gary returns. He's nine and zero versus Gabe Green. That should be an exciting test for Ian Gary. Uh, and then Jim Miller versus Donald Cerrone. Kind of going under the radar because Donald Cerrone, you know, I mean, we don't even know if he's actually going to make the walk, but we'll see. Uh, this is a chance right there. A chance. Whoever wins this fight will have the most wins in UFC history. So this is Insane. unbelievable. You know, like these two guys, whoever wins really? will have that record. So it's that's so a, funny. That's it's pretty good. It's pretty funny how uh, they're trying so hard to set up this Donald Cerrone uh, retirement yeah. fight. And and no matter what, like it holds weight against another old fart. So like that's pretty I mean, cool. Jamil has been streaking. Jim, uh Jamil has been, you know, I think he's on a like, two-fight yeah. win streak, something like that. So, good for him. Yeah. Let's get to the uh, featured prelim. This is a great fight right here. Brad Waddell coming out his first UFC loss, I believe. Getting a kind of, you know, scary knockout to uh, Rafael Fazayev, I, I believe. You know, a spinning kick to the face. I mean, he was, he tapped, he tapped, like, while on, on his feet. I mean, he had no idea what was going on. So, that was kind of scary versus Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner's kind of... Finally starting to put it all together. A guy with that with that reach, a scary strike, uh, fucking striker, especially at 155. Makes no sense how that guy weighs 155 pounds. It's crazy. That's going to be a, a fun fight right there. Um, let's get to the main event, uh, the main card. The O'Malley Show, ladies and gentlemen, is back. 15-1, Sean O'Malley taking on his first top 10 guy, Pedro. Munoz, uh, I, I always like I always, I know how to say his last name. I just can't pronounce it. I don't know why. Pedro M Munoz, but I mean Pedro. Like I mean like this dude has been fighting Frank Frankie Edgar one week, Jose Aldo the next uh, fight. Who bro? He's for all these bro. All these guys, bro. All these guys. He's for all of them, and he's like a minus two fifty five. I mean we'll get to that, but a lot of respect for O'Malley, probably. Probably because Pedro's taking a lot of damage and O'Malley's face is still pretty clean. Um, we'll see what happens. That's a very good fight. Can't really say, you know, oh, O'Malley's fighting Cannes because Pedro is a real, real fighter now. You know, this, this yeah, dude yeah. can, wherever it goes, he can fight. Um, Robbie Lawler versus Brian wait, wait, Barberina. Wait, 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 wait. I just want to, I mean, let, let me and Tiku give our opinions about this. Uh, We're going to come back. Okay, all right. I just, I yeah. mean, it's something that I think we could just brush over. Sean O'Malley, baby. Yeah, yeah. I really hope, like, he starts on his way to the belt at this point because it's kind of getting tired and, and annoying. Yeah. But that's it. That's it, all it, I got to say about this fight. Yeah, Shook uh, Sean, it, it seems like it's, it's, I feel like his, his rise has been kind of like, you know, the UFC have been kind of patient with him, especially with the guys that they've been giving him to him. But now it's time to, I've been saying it for like his last two fights. It's time to fight a real guy. Pedro Munoz, this guy's this guy's the real deal. Um, you see the guys that he's lost to, 
They're fucking great fucking fighters. I mean, Cody Garbrandt, Aljamain Sterling. And you can say that Cody, Gar- Cody Garbrandt fight, he probably wins that fight if it wasn't for that last second knockout fight from him. So losing to Aldo, losing to Sterling. Who's like, talking about, though? Champs for P- Pedro yeah. Munoz. Munoz. You knocked out Cody. Guys that he's lost. Oh, oh, then. No, was he not the guy. Um, he knocked him out. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that and that was a pretty bad knockout. My bad. So yeah. you know, beating him and, and stuff like that, and, and only losing to like Al Jermaine and fucking losing to Aldo. It's like you know nothing you could really say about that. But Sugar Sean, so Frankie, time to see. It. Let's go. And plus two forty five for fucking Pedro is kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of you know. Odds, but odds. Very dis- very fucking disrespectful, but um. Get to Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barberino. I mean, this is like a fight, you know, this is like on UFC 3 or, or 4, whatever you want to do. You want to have a good fight. These two guys right here, bro. This is a perfect yes, main card fight. Um, two guys that all they know is war. That's going to be fun. We'll see what happens. Two old guys as well still still going at it. Um, we'll get to the third fight of the main card. Sean Strickland welcomes Alex Pereira to the top ranks of middleweight. Sean Strickland, obviously, he's been hot, um, you know, Beating, beating guys left and right. Alex Pereira, obviously, new guy, has connections to Izzy on the same car. So, obviously, you know what Dana wants, but we'll see what happens. Yep. Um, 25 and 3, Sean Strickland versus 5 and 1, Alex Pereira. Obviously, the experience and, and you know, mixed martial arts goes to uh, Sean Strickland here. We'll see what happens. Um, and obviously, the co-main event. You know, I think the fight everybody just can't wait for. The third fight, Max Holloway returns versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, Volkanovski, I mean, you know, I, I've always been, like, the last two fights, you know, kind of started, I mean, he's he's not just good. He's pound for pound great, you know. He's he's yep, yep. he's two, maybe one, you know. Like, he's up, he's there, there. So, and I think after the Ortega fight, people started to, you know, be like, this dude is kind of special. And then the zombie fight, I mean, totally destroy Korean zombie um very dominant uh fight there so I think people understand just how good Volkanovski is I mean he's basically undefeated 25 and 0 I mean you know everybody talks about Habib and and, and these guys well Alex is Alex is basically undefeated as well um has never lost at featherweight so uh two guys who are considered probably the greatest of all time at that division this is obviously a huge legacy fight the fight that I can't wait for so this is I mean just, just what a fight, bro. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, looking at it, Robbie Lawler. You know, listen, I love him. Love to watch him. Legend. I just, I just want him to not be in wars anymore, bro. Like, they, they're not like, bro. They're not like caring for your health or anything. Bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you remember that that one? Like, 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 what are we doing here, bro? Like, bro, stop, stop, stop. Please stop. And um. But whatever. Listen, as a fan, I ain't gonna say anything. I'm gonna watch the fuck out of that. It's gonna be a war, like you said. And uh, but yeah, it's always good to see Robbie Lola, Sean Strickland, Alex Pereira, Alex Pereira, man. All the hype about this kid, I, I, I really don't see it. I've seen his last couple fights. That he really doesn't like blow me away. And um, knowing his history about knocking out Izzy twice with all this stuff like this, I hope he wins. I hope he wins. I don't think he is. I'm gonna go with Sean Strickland. I think he will win that. It's a crazy fight from unranked to fighting the number one four guy. Kind of crazy, but I'm going to go Sean Strickland. I think Alex is good. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a, he's definitely got fucking power in his punches. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like when you want to compare him to fucking Izzy, I think Izzy's going to wash the floor with him. 
washes the floor with him. So, but we'll see about that. We'll see about that. I, I'm gonna go with Sean Strickland though. If he beats Sean Strickland, I'll be impressed. I'll be really impressed. Going to the co-main event, Ale- Alexander Volkanovsky, Max Holloway, the trilogy fight. What a fucking trilogy! One of the best ever, if we're being honest. Both fights, you can make the case, were very, very close. Um, two of the best, you can argue, in that weight class two, ever. Max Holloway. Two guys in the top six pound for pound ranking. This this doesn't happen. Last time this happened was with DC and John Jones. Yeah. Wow. It, it really doesn't. Just goes to show that these guys are fucking unbelievable, unbelievable. We've seen three fights from these guys. It's insane. Hopefully, hopefully this one goes out. Um, listen, a lot of people like to argue who who has won the last previous fights. I'm gonna go with Alexander. I'm gonna go with Volkanovski. I think he's won both those fights, fair and square. Don't get me wrong; they were close, close. Could have went either way, but I would go with Volkanovski. And you know, it's sad because when you look at Max Holloway, if if he beats Vol- Volkanovski, it's probably the best featherweight of all time. And yes. I'm a guy that's still, and I'm a guy that's still on the Josie Aldo train. I still think he's the best featherweight still. But when you look at the resume, if Max beats Volkanovski, I think you can argue that he 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 is the best. And then, but now look at Volkanovski and what he's doing. He's beat this guy twice. Potentially could beat him three times with the resume that he and he's probably just getting better. You know, we talk about this about a lot of fights. He's probably that's, getting better. That's the most. Im- I mean, bro. Scary part. I'm watching. I'm watching the first fight with Alex and and Max. I mean, Volkanovski looks like a completely different fighter, quicker, faster, so yes, much more man. comfortable. I mean, yes, he is. Man. His his and the fact that he continues to get better it just shows you yeah. mentally he is one yeah. of the greatest ever, bro. And mentally. and it's crazy because I feel like you know I think he's just slightly better than Max. It's not a huge fucking gap between them. Just slightly better. Yeah. And um, I'm going to go with Volkanovski this fight. Uh, decision. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I just think Volkanovski is going to win. But going into the main event, hold so up, I can up, let Yoni give it. Let, yeah, go ahead. Let me, let me comment on this, and then main event's all, all your guys'. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Max yeah. Holloway, I love him so much, man. Like, And I've only Who grown doesn't? to love him more no. with every. He's the... uh, uh, you know what makes you love him more, too? Watching Volkanovski piece up all these other motherfuckers, man, and just remembering that Max Holloway had it so close that yeah. he could have won in a lot of people's books makes it just that much more amazing. Like you guys yeah, said, probably at the end of their careers, two of the greatest featherweights of all time. I, w- I want Max to win. I really hope he does. Not because I want to see him fight Volk again, but... It's just because I, I I love him as a, as a UFC fighter. I think oh, Volkanovski yeah. is gonna win this. <laughs> Who Volkanovski does? is gonna win this. Uh, and it's just downhill for for Max Holloway from here. I think it's Watch just downhill. Mouth, no, I think I it's mean, downhill. It, 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 it's downhill. tough. It it's not downhill, but it's definitely tough when you look at it. Like you know, Tony Ferguson. Yo, you know what? It might be yeah. it might be uphill in weight. Oh. He might have to go up a weight class. So, well, I was about to bring up the well, point. even I if mean, he wins. Eventually, he's got to win over to the 155 uh, fucking champ right now. Him and Volk, not just a win, not just which is not just a win, made Charles look like a bitch in that fight too. Yep, yep, but different weight classes. And I was gonna bring the case about Volkanovski maybe going up and weight. He was flirting with a little bit. Well, he definitely wants to go up. He's definitely going up soon. We'll definitely, we'll definitely see 
when uh when the time comes. But going to the main event, Israel Adesanya, my boy, my guy, who I, in my opinion, is the face of, of the UFC. I think wow. he is. A lot of people like to argue Usman. A lot of people like to argue a lot of different guys. I think he's the face of the UFC at this point. I think his last be- couple fights have not shown it. I think they, they've been strategic kind of technical fights. But this fight should showcase what Adesanya is just levels better than everybody else. Um, I think Jared Kenier is a fucking great fighter. I think he's a fucking monster. Animal. But in terms of what... I want to know what happens. Because I would not be surprised if Kenier wrestles this 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 fight. Which would probably shock to. a lot of people. I expect him to. Which he probably should. Because obviously we know the blueprints out there when, he, when Adesanya brought... Jan, obviously, blah, 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 light heavyweight. We've talked about this a lot about Asanya. Bro, his takedown defense at middleweight is different level. It's not light heavyweight. You're not going to do what Jan did to him, right? But Kenyer is a fucking physical, strong motherfucker. It might not need tech- technicality and all this stuff. He might just overpower Asanya. It might happen. Mm. And I, I, we were talking about this before. I'm like, yo, I would not be surprised if this is the fight where some bullshit happens and Kenya rocks out of Sonya with some shit. It might, like, this is the type of fight that it would happen with. The ones that nobody expected. Like, go look at the fucking odds. Like, minus 400 for, for Adesanya to win. But realistically, if Kenya is going to come out swinging, there's only one way this fight's going to happen. Going and that's why Adesanya winning with his hands raised with a knockout if Kenny Air is going to be aggressive. But I'm going to go with Adesanya um, uh, decision. And we'll see after that. We kind of brought it up about him fighting uh, Jiri. Yeah. But it looks like Dana. Dana knows what he wants. And Alex Pereira, if he does win, I can see Alex Pereira at Adesanya. I mean, what else is there to do? Michael Man, I maybe. Israel, Israel's on that Maybe. on that path where it's like he's just gonna move up. Like that's what's gonna happen eventually. They're throwing, they're throwing, they're throwing yeah. people who they think is gonna be easy wins for him, like Cannonier, like probably Alex Pereira. Pereira next. Like they're, but Which you know what? It, you know it's funny though. Like you know it's funny. Out, get the fuck out of here. Bro. It's exactly what out. you're saying though, and this is exactly when it probably will happen if he does lose. It's some crazy this. fucking circumstance it'll be one of these two fights like while he's in the zone waiting to move up yeah yeah wow he loses that light heavyweight he loses his chance to move up and it's like happens but like this is the thing like you could say maybe it would be good for him and then he comes back because he's probably gonna come back and probably beat kenya if they fight again yeah but we'll see i hope it doesn't happen because i feel like he has so much more to offer with him winning than losing and fighting kenya next Whatever. This is a great card, though. I can't, sure. I can't fucking uh, wait, man. Can't wait. I think, I mean, like, you kind of talked about it. I think that technique, you know, meets power here. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, no, I mean, he got caught by Derek Brunson coming in. So there's levels to this. Um, I think Izzy yep, yep, yep. Will, will set a lot of traps up. Um, I think it depends on the IQ, Jared. If he's if he's truly up to that level, then I think it will go probably to the distance, because because I don't think Izzy you know looks for the knockout. I think if you give it to him, then he'll take it. 
but he's in there to do a job and and win. And I think he um he will win. Um, I have to get my picks though. Uh, you want to do the uh the parlay, right? Let's Give him okay. Hold up. So, let's get into that. The debut of a meds, uh, SVS betting segment. Woo. So, Ahmed, just explain yeah. how this is basically. <laughs> explain Fuck. how this is basically gonna work. Um, ignore. Well, what this I week is a little different. Right this now. week. Let me just little this week is a little different. I mean, I didn't have like enough time to put in like for the whole card, so I just picked probably like like the three best, or not the best, but the you know I can get value plus plus the best picks. Uh-huh. Then I combine that and then make it a parlay. Uh, obviously, you know, like. I see dudes like Ian Parker, um, who does like, like the UFC betting, bro. Like, nobody wants a parlay for two hundred. Like, I mean, a fucking parlay that's like plus two hundred five. Like, I can hit that. Like, I close. Like, people want to make real money here, right? This parlay, right? And we'll get to it. You have it on your on on your thing, I, right? I have it on my screen. Whatever you tell me, I I'm ready to put it in, add it to the parlay. FanDuel, yeah. by the way, we are well, using FanDuel Sportsbook. Yeah, these, these um, are uh, odds. <laughs> and, and let me Actually, just say, so so we're pretty, much, we're pretty much going to be trying to get this out for you guys. Uh, every UFC pay-per-view or fight night. Just a fun little segment we want to do because uh, sports gambling is on the rise. Whether you're against it or not, especially with it being legalized in New York. And we just thought it would be a fun segment. See if we're wrong or right. You guys get to witness it fully outright. Solid decisions. A rarity from Ahmed. He has no choice but to tell you that this oh, is his no. prediction now. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> Thinking about it, I didn't really didn't realize yeah. that. Ahmed yeah. has to say shit now, bro. So I'm talking about, about bro. Look at him. He has his notes. You're going to lose people a lot of money. He has his notes. He has his paper. By the way, guys, I have nothing. Don't Do not associate this with me. First of all, I'm not, I'm not telling people to put like five units and, and the college money down on this, bro. This is, you know, like too late. A good too late. I already did. Yeah, probably too late for that. Um, we'll get to my first pick. We'll we'll get to the main event. We'll stay there. We'll go to Izzy and Candy Year to go to points. Right. Uh, that's minus one ten. Right to the. So uh, so right so right now fight. we're bu- we're building the parlay. So what do you? Yes, correct. So it, it's a it's a three leg parlay, right? Got it. Number the first leg will be Izzy, Jared Cannonier, fight end in points. That is minus one ten. So obviously, you know, I like Izzy here, but the odds at this point, you know, like I think you kind of said it last time I checked, it was minus five hundred plus for Izzy. To, so there's no value there. It, it opened. He opened that uh, right. minus like. Minus 300, right? So even that, that's probably more realistic. Minus 300. So I think a lot of people are here or probably took that minus 300 value on Izzy. Now it probably shot up to uh, minus 500 plus. So see what happens. But And I just want to say, um, I'm looking over here at the combos, uh, the different odds. Yeah, I'm, that's... I'm really liking this... Uh... This uh, Izzy by submission for plus one thousand one hundred. <laughs> that's a well, that's an th- interesting. I was thinking of submission. Not gonna lie. You know why? Because G- because Jerry. <laughs> because Izzy has always been talking about how he has like decent fucking BJJ, and he probably does. And Jared is 
is that type of fighter that he's not elite down there. So like he will get caught and that is the perfect fight to, to pick it. But obviously a plus 1000 or plus whatever it was plus 1500 for Izzy to win. by So submission. plus so plus 1500 by sub is a reason why it's plus 1500 because yeah. nobody expects it to. But I mean, people want to just have somewhat good odds. We're going from minus 510 all the way down to minus 110. That's as good as it gets. So that's our first pick. Let's get to the second pick. Um, we'll go to Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. There's, you know, 10 rounds, right? And it's been pretty damn close. The first five were probably the best rounds for Alexander Volkanovsky. But the last last five rounds, I had uh, Max winning three too so he's shown that he's getting better put him down twice in the last fight i have confidence that max will make this a close fight and even give the judges something to prove you're in vegas anything can happen max by points at plus 350 i think is worth a gamble here uh so you know that's our second leg Obviously, so we need i just max want to say uh sorry to cut you off because on my screen i have it as plus 310 but obviously odds change like minute by minute so, so. yeah obviously that happens. I was fucking subject to change. Either but way, I had we it add at plus max five points. So we'll add that to the bet slip here. So you know you go to method a victory max by yep. points plus three fifty. I mean, you know I mean to give max all that value. You know that's kind of crazy at, for points. I mean this this is a close ass fight. Um, and then I mean I was looking around. You know I, if I had probably more time I would have found a different one. But I'm looking at this Ian Gary fight and and Gabe Green. Um, you know, I watch I watch both these guys. Uh, Ian Gary's got like two finishes and two and two fights. I think this is the fight where he gets tested a little more. I don't think Gabe Green is probably good enough to beat him, but he's good enough to take it to the distance. Um, I give you I give you the the number though. Yeah, right? I got it. Uh, minus yeah, the numbers one minus one oh four. Minus minus one oh four to go to um, the distance. Correct. I got that here. You could just take the uh. Ian Gary money line, right? Which which I think is minus one ninety. Let's make sure to be exact. Uh, Ian but, Gary you know, money line is mi minus one eighty four. Minus one eighty four. Listen, that's a little too high for Ian Gary, in my opinion. He hasn't he hasn't dominated a fighter to to a point where he's almost a two to one favorite over any guy in the UFC. So I expect this to be a test. Go to distance minus one hundred four. You combine all those three legs. What's our, uh, I think it was like plus 13, uh, 13 right, right now. So I'll, I'll tell you. So right now, plus 14.35 is exactly what it came out to, even though the odds changed. That's weird. Say it um, again. Plus, plus 14.35. So plus so, 14. Just yeah. to give everyone the round, uh, roundabout, uh, Israel Adesanya versus Jared Karanir. Fight will end by points. Uh, Max Holloway, method of victory by points. And then Ian Gary versus Gabe Green fight to go to the distance. So we got minus 104, plus 310, minus 110 combined, plus 1435. So a that's a juicy, juicy parlay right there. A hundred dollar wager wins you $1,400. I would like to say I'm, I'm, t I'm doing this parlay. I'm, at, <laughs> I'm doing it. So you if you, if I mean, you don't hit, if you don't hit, the next Listen, morning, expect will, three fat Albanians at your door. <laughs> and then and then I'll nice little smack to the face, but whatever. Um, it's all good. Man. Listen, um, 
I don't want to put this on my record because you know it's 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 the first time that I put it on. But I mean, I've I have pretty good confidence. I mean, I'm on the short list on Vegas, bro. Vegas has a list, right? Of all these guys who almost hit, bro. I'm bro. This is no joke. You can I, I'll call my friend up right now. The parlays that I almost hit, unfortunately. I mean, some that I do hit are still massive, but the parlays that I almost hit, I know Vegas is like like looking at like my house. Looking at my phone, like, yo, if this dude Watching gets his house, one, one lucky thing, bro, bro. And 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 by the way, about by the way, knowing this, dollars, knowing this, he obviously decided what better idea than to start a segment on his podcast Make people, about gambling. Yeah, beautiful. Just Believe give me. all the tips the to everyone guy. else. The almost guy. The almost guy. Right. Yeah. The fuck, almost. And, Maybe and, you guys can like, you know, take the fuck fucking Ian Parker. That's my last comment. Um, <laughs> Ian Parker. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of upset you did not add Sean O'Malley uh, by TKOs as a spoiler. Um, I don't blame him. I think, I think, Honestly. I think, I think we'll see what happens in that fight. I'm gonna but add listen, this people, right look, now. He got, he got like, he's got like 50, he's got like 50 pages of no, really. Of like this, notes, is, this is just of information. This is just so a, he's legit. The pre- previous he's legit. odds, you know. Yeah, we see that. It's, at, it's at, always at good to have context. He stole that. He stole that that, that book from Atlantic City. Saying, yep, yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's just that's just a little preview of uh, no SVS betting segment. Next time, we will have way more for you guys, but just as a first yes. time kind of thing, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed that. It's brand new, uh, and I if Ahmed is wrong this Why first time, I was putting it in. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally like trying Listen, to like base around this. If you're wrong your first time, uh, we're, we're, we're cutting it. Never yeah, happened again. So, pretend it never happened. <laughs> Put too much pressure on me. I, just, I would actually went crazy on this time. Bro, just I added. I by the way, I added Sean O'Malley to win by TKO, and odds jumped to plus three eight nine one. Yeah, plus two thousand eight hundred ninety one. Which is which is what I hit daily, by the way. So yeah. All right. But yeah. That That's about does stuff, it. Though. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Our I latest really podcast like in the world, I think. By the way. Yeah, latest podcast of all time. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. We'll catch you guys next time. And Shout out 100 subscribers. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Work.